0: Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off.
1: And then, like I said, the hero, that's when you get beyond that. And you're really selflessly doing for others. Now, you know, that could be mentoring somebody. And um, it, doesn't, it doesn't mean you're always in your hero archetype. It could be, you, you rush into a burning building, you're a hero of that moment. Mm. You mentor a young man or woman, you're a hero to them always. So it's just pieces of who we are in our lives. It's up by Alex Welcome
0: to the Shark Effect. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm a former NFL veteran, and now I'm a leadership and personal development speaker and coach. In this podcast, you will hear inspirational and humorous stories from leaders of all walks of life, from current and former professional athletes, coaches, authors, experts, executives, and successful business owners. Discover how these leaders not only overcame obstacles, but also learned core principles that led to their success when leading others. So my guest this week on The Shark Effect is Eric Rogel. Now, Eric, I ended up uh, meeting Eric through a mutual friend. He had nothing but great things to say about him, but I wanted to, you know, see and hear a little bit more about him. And, you know, number one, we're both in the speaking industry, so he's a passionate speaker. He's an award-winning storyteller, best-selling author. He has a magnificent podcast. And, um, you know, he he has a great background and he talks a a lot about leadership. He talks about team building and he has some very interesting viewpoints on both of them. So I want to tap in a little bit about that or a little little bit into that. So, Eric, welcome to the Shark Effect, my man. (laughs) Thanks,
1: man. I appreciate it, Alex. It's a pleasure and honor to be here. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Can you
0: uh, tell us a little bit about your background, man? Where you, where'd sure. you uh, start?
1: You know, it's a, I, I, have, I always like to say I have a wide and varied background, right? I've, I've done everything from uh, been a, a chef to running restaurants. I was a martial arts instructor for a long time. I got involved in art and design and became a creative director for magazines. And from there, I ended up writing articles
0: for mm-hmm. magazines,
1: which was unusual for me to do that. And I really took to it. I really loved doing that. And so for a long time, I was a, a men's lifestyle journalist. I traveled around the world. I did, uh, you know, uh, gear and gadget reviews, uh, uh, auto journalism. I did adventure travel. So I kind of really had this wide, broad experience. And at some point, I, I kind of came down and, and, and really got into what was my passion, my purpose in
0: Absolutely. life. You
1: know, I mean, so many of us do that. I know you've, you've been down that journey and, you know, for me, it was really an an unintrospective look because I had been raised by a single mom. I was raised, I, my, my joke is I was raised like a veal, right? I was raised to never get bumped or bruised. I had to be soft and tender (laughs) and, (laughs) you know, so, I, I mean, she didn't want me playing sports. She didn't want me, you know, getting hurt. I was raised, you know, with fear and anxiety and it never really felt right to me. You know, there was always this something inside me that said there's more than this. And so I went on my own journey and, you know, it was an inner journey and an outer journey. I got involved in when I went to college, I got involved in sports and martial arts. I got involved in um, just kind of coming out of my shell a little bit. And I and I became really passionate about helping other men that that I know went through the same thing I did that, Felt there was more to this and leadership and helping men become better men, better fathers, better husbands, um, really became something for me because I went through it myself. And then on that journey, um, you know, I met some tremendous mentors along the way. And, and you know how important that is Absolutely. in life to have mentors, coaches, these other people around you. Uh, I've met some really fantastic ones. I, I still work with them to this day. And in, in doing work with one of my mentors and a lot of the, the inner work, started looking at the journey and it was really, I, you know, I'm a fan of, you know, when I was growing up as that you know, quiet, protected veal, I did a lot of reading and I read a lot of comic books and I read a lot of, you know, I love Star Wars and, and Batman and, and, and all of these stories. And as I got older, I realized, you know, part of that, I became a big fan of Joseph Campbell I don't know if you're familiar with Joseph Campbell, but he, he did, you know, the uh, study of myths, mm, right? Okay. He's got a great book, you know, The Power of Myth, and he studies myths, and he talks about the hero's journey and talks about um, the monomyth. And in looking at that, it is the story of all of us. And and I looked and said, you know, where was my journey? Where's the journey of all these people that are around me? And it's not just men. Um, I You know, I started doing this specifically for myself, for other men, but as I got more into leadership, it works Men or women, we're all on the same journey, same hero's journey. And I looked at the the four archetypes. When you say archetypes, the four like basic examples of of who we become along this journey. And you know, it's the warrior, the lover, which is coming from the heart, uh, the king, the queen, and the hero. And in looking at this, you know, the warrior is that part of us that that drive, that ambition, that desire for exploration, to do more, to be more. You know, it's, it's all of that inside all of us. And the lover part of us is that, that wisdom, the creativity, the appreciation, passion, compassion, playfulness, all these wonderful things that keep everything that we do growing and sustaining and moving. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that when we can integrate our warrior and our lover and really balance that out. And I'm not the first one to come up with this. I mean, the samurai did this, um, you know, uh, many warriors have done this um, where it's, you balance out the warrior and the heart. That's when you become the king and the queen, because that's when you're really looking out for yourself, your kingdom, those around you. And when you drop the ego and you're done with yourself and your kingdom and you begin to do for others selflessly, that's when you become the hero. And that's the hero archetype. And so from, you know, for many of us, it's a linear In a lot of stories, it's a linear telling of those archetypes. But for many of us, we jump back and forth depending on what we need. You know, if you need to be tap more into your warrior to get things done, tap more into the lover to get things sustaining, flowing, growing, you know, get that abundance moving. Um, and then, you know, we may be a hero here and there in our lives. We may do heroic things throughout our lives. So that's really been my journey and what kind of guides me, um, you know, being deliberate in all four of those archetypes. And, and as we talked about when you and I talked earlier, um, you know, the, the core values, having these incredible core values as a leader, as a group, and the ones that I, I live by are courage, honesty, integrity, commitment, duty, honor, and love. And when you take those things together, uh, that's really when I work with, with my clients and people is, um, how do you be a better leader? How do you be a better person? How do you build incredible teams? How do you get teams to work together? It's really tapping into those things.
0: Mm, that's, yeah, that's that's really cool. And I have a couple of questions, man. Sure, you know, sure, sure. Based off of those things that you talked about. Yeah. Now, uh, so I'm going to talk about those four uh examples right the warrior the lover the king and queen uh and a hero Mm -hmm. so is is there a certain order do you have to go through that to get to the hero i mean or or is the the hero is that the is that the 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 ultimate yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, there, there's different, that's a great, great question too, because um, there is an order to them. I mean, I, I, they're in that order for a reason. And if you look at, like I said, Campbell's monomyth, the hero's journey, that's typically where those four go, but you can jump back and forth. Gotcha. The warrior is the one that really gets things done. If you can't tap into that, and this is really what, what I, why I saw why I wasn't achieving what I wanted to achieve when I was younger was I, I really didn't know how to tap into that warrior. I had been coming from the heart, coming from the lover, which is fine, but it doesn't really break the inertia, we'll say, right? So you got if you want to get things done, break the momentum, get things moving, that's the warrior side. Um, The heart-based side, the lover side, is what keeps it moving. And then as things get moving, you may need to tap back into warrior and then go back into lover and then back into warrior and back into lover. It's that balance. That's the king and queen. And then, like I said, the hero, that's when you get beyond that. And you're really selflessly doing for others. Now, you know, that could be mentoring somebody. And um, it doesn't doesn't mean you're always in your hero archetype. It could be you you rush into a burning building. You're a hero of that moment. Mm. You mentor a young man or woman. You're a hero to them always. So it's just pieces of who we are in our lives and, and when you're more deliberate about it and understand them, it becomes easier to step into and tap into each one of those, especially when you're in a leadership position, right? And you can do that really deliberately um, as, you know, we'll, we'll go through in a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you talked about like that inner and outer journey. Mm. Is that, is, is these like four examples? Is that part of that? Or is that what you're talking about in terms of like that that inner work? Because I, you know, we've, as you, as I know for me, as I've gotten older, I have done more inner work on myself and how I want to show up in the world. not just how I want to show up in the world, but how I want to live my life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And yeah. for the most part, it was based off of my platform or what I used to do. I used to play football. Right. And because you know i did that for a long time and i had success on that uh, it changed me it changed like who i was mm-hmm. like my character was wrapped up into my platform
1: right and, right right
0: and then when i stepped away from that you know that's i didn't know that that was a flawed way to live i was out of alignment as i as, you know I, I like to say sure um where if i didn't define I need to find out who I am first, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Before I can so start many- to lead anybody else. I got to be able to first lead myself. I need to find out exactly who I am. All right, all right. This week's show is is brought to you by the High Achievers Academy. The High Achievers Academy, I created it for former elite level and pro level athletes and coaches who are having a tough time transitioning. So what this will do It will help bring out your superpowers. It will help you actually align your purpose and your passion. So I do it through these modules. There's five different modules, and it will be covering in six weeks where we'll really lay the framework and talk about leadership and how to lead yourself first. Um, And then we, we talk about how to tell your story and how important that is. And then developing and leveraging your brand and then creating relationship roadmaps. So this is something that I created. It's something I wish I would have had, honestly, when I finished playing and I was, I was lost. Um, but it was I had myself and others in mind when I created this course. So take a look at it. Check it out. You can find it on my website alexmalden.com, and just click on the High Achievers Academy, and it gives you more information there. Okay. All right, back to the show.
1: Right, and, that, and that's the identities that we all go into. Right, we see ourselves yeah. different ways throughout our life: football player, or mama's boy, or you know, bully, or um, smart kid, or you know, musician, or whatever these things are. And and mm-hmm. for so many, it becomes at the core who we are. So when I say inner work, what you know, for me, it's um, understanding that you know, using those four archetypes warrior lover king queen hero and knowing that that's part of who you are and the the core values you know the first three of the core values are courage honesty and integrity and I always tell everybody as a leader you know how do we lead how do I how do I deal with different types of people well you know courage is the main one you have to have the courage right to be honest and, and part of the inner work that you're just asking about is being brutally honest with yourself first, mm, right? It's not go. about just telling the truth to other people. You've got to be, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? That's right. You need to be brutally honest with yourself. What are you doing? Who are you doing it with or to? Are you in integrity? Meaning, are you whole? Are you the same person in private as you oh, are boy. in public? <laughs> right. Are you saying the same things when no one's around than when people can see you? Right. Mm. That's living in integrity. And it takes a tremendous amount of courage to be that honest with yourself. And, you know, and, and giving, you know, you as an example, saying that you're, you know, everything was wrapped up in, in being a football player. That was your identity. That's who you were. And for so many, once that ends, you're lost. Where am I? What am I doing? Right. And it, we're talking about leadership for so many. People that, you know, I work with, their, their identity is wrapped up in I am the boss, mm-hmm. right? Or this is my company, I'm the owner of this company. And you need to step outside of that and look at and have the courage to look honestly at yourself and say, well, you know, being the boss, being the owner of the company, it's not entitled. Who am I as a leader? How am I really leading? How am I as a person? First of all. Mm. Am I in integrity? Am I leading? Or am I bossing? And there's a different feel on those. You feel that? Being mm. a, being leading versus bossing, right? Am I being it myself and bringing them with me? Or am I just barking orders at people? And so that's part of that inner work is being honest with yourself at the very, very outset. And you've got to own, and I had to do this, and I do this <laughs> to this day. I mean, I've got mentors that I work with and they they will put a boot up my butt if I am not <laughs> being an integrity and not being what it is that I'm teaching, saying, putting out in the world. I've got to be it first myself. And that's and somebody that's holding
0: gonna, you accountable for it, right?
1: Absolutely 100%. And and you and you need to surround yourself with people who are going to hold you accountable. Alex, you can't have people that are going to yes you to death.
0: I tell you um, what, that that's so <laughs> that happens so often with people, uh, especially athletes, where they're surrounded by yes men or yes, yes women.
1: And enablers and, and people who tell you how them awesome themselves. you are all the time. They don't tell and them yeah. the truth. Mm-hmm. They don't tell it. They don't. They're scared
0: to tell them the truth. And, you know, for me, man, I want people around me. That, can, that challenges me to, especially if we have that type of relationship where I, I tell them, I open up to them and tell them what I want, the goals that I want to achieve, mm-hmm. how I want to show up. And then that basically, I, I give them the right to correct me. Yes. And I know I've been on bad teams and I've been on good teams. The bad teams, they don't, they don't want that. They just want to just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. But the good teams that I've been a part of is... They're always looking at themselves and say, okay, how can I get better? I, I, you know what, I give you the keys to my car. Basically, if I'm not, if I'm saying I wanna be the best and if I come to practice and I'm not putting up a good 100% effort, I give you the right to get on my butt. And it's not just, and it's not about a coach. It's my, you know, my teammates that I allow them. Hey, Alex, man, you're not going 100%. You you telling me you wanna be the best, But yet you're not, you're not showing up in that, in that way. Yeah. And then that makes me feel like, oh man, I'm letting not just myself down, but I'm letting my teammates down.
1: You know, and I'm going to, I'm going to take your athlete analogy a step further because it's the perfect way to look at this is that you guys go in the film room, right? You go in the film room and you look at what you (laughs) did at practice or what you did the game before. And you have to look at it over and over. The best guys do this, right? You know that. Mm-hmm. They go in, they look at film and they look at, what did I do? What did I do wrong? How are my mechanics? Where was my attention? You know, did I play, the, you know, did I play the angles right? What, should I have been over here? They just over and over and over again, the better guys will do that. They will look at that game film. So you take that into your own life. You want people around you that are going to be your game film. Mm, that are going to you know, tell you, hey, here's what I saw. Here's what you were doing. Let's make it better next time. And, um, you know, it's important to have that. Listen, I'll tell you a great story. This is one of the things I get asked a lot about when I, when I do some of these talks and usually when I, when I have somebody who's either new to my team or I'm taking over a team back when I was, you know, working in, in companies mm-hmm. and running teams, I would tell them, all right, listen, if I am ever being an asshole, you have permission to come into my office at any time and say, Eric. You're being an asshole. Now, there's the very specific reasons why I do that. <laughs> I love One it. is like what we just talked about. It's, it's, it's permission, it's accountability. It gives them power to say, you know, if, they, if, they, if the communication wasn't clear, which is, I would say, 99 times out of 100, that's the case when someone on your team gets upset, something lands wrong, they, they don't agree with something you're saying, It's a miscommunication. Either I didn't say it the way that I should have said it or could have the best way I could have said it, or it landed wrong on them because they heard it differently than I said it. Mm -hmm. Any of those things happen all the time. So when I tell you, if you believe I'm being an asshole, come in and tell me I'm being an asshole. Let's have a conversation about it. So it puts them on equal footing that they're not just boss and team member It's I have the power to come in and really have an open, honest conversation with you. So that's the courage and the honesty right there. And I'm being an integrity. I want to know if I'm not. The second thing it does is, Alex, if you believe you're working on my team and I just pissed you off and you believe I'm an asshole and you can't come tell me I'm an asshole, who are you going to tell (laughs) That I am an asshole. The others. Everybody else.
0: Everybody right? And else. that just
1: goes out through the company. So I'd rather you come to me and we have a conversation about it. So there's that accountability kind of, you know, we were talking about, but it's important to, um, to have those things in place, to, to be courageous enough to be honest. And that, again, goes towards the inner work that you asked me about a minute ago. Absolutely.
0: Man, I'm, I'm just looking, I'm listening to your stories and I'm just thinking about, you know, the different uh, teams that I was on, even, even from college, you know, yeah. it's just those same principles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where it comes down to. It's not just situation, but it's the principles, the foundational principles. Yes. Like, man, when, when people are not happy and if they can't express that to uh, the, the leader or whatever, mm-hmm. then that's the type of stuff that'll start to rot out a team.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And it rots from the inside and that's what happens. And so, you know, you'd rather have them come to you. It's an empowering thing. It's look, you know, if we break it down into the warrior lover, King, Queen, it's, you know, I'm allowing you as King here. I'm allowing you to step into your King or Queen and come to me leader to leader. Mm. right I'm giving you that I'm empowering you there because you know one of my firm beliefs is as leaders as kings and queens ourselves our biggest job is to create kings and queens on our team we need to empower them to grow into becoming their own kings and queens it's the only way that they're going to um, you know develop thrive um, and 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 really find fulfillment uh, within the organization and The reason, Alex, why, you know, why you see this and, you know, you're, you're, you're great at breaking things down to the fundamentals, right? We talked about that. You're really good at seeing all that. What this is really, honestly, this is, you know, just, it's the software of our soul. You know, it's, it's, it's why when Joseph Campbell broke down all the myths into what the actual parts of it were, why these stories resonate with us so much, why we feel them right here, because, you know, like you can't, that's why they're so popular. Myths have been around forever and ever and ever. And you've got Star Wars is now, I mean, I want to admit it's been around over 40 years. I mean, in 77, yeah. it came out and they're still creating stories around it. Well, George Lucas went to Joseph Campbell and said, oh. I want to do a space myth. And he based it on Campbell's studies. And it resonates so much because that hero's journey that like, Luke Skywalker and the people he was with, or if you look at Lord of the Rings, if you look at the Hobbit and the people that they were with, if you look at comic books and every great superhero follows this same path, the same journey, we, we can identify with it and it lands on us so much because it is in every single one of us. It's our story. It's the software of our soul. And so when you bring that into leadership and how you lead your people and run your teams, well, of course it's going to resonate with the people around you because it speaks to their soul and who they are as a human.
0: Mm, that's so good, man. That's so <laughs> good. I love that. You know, I'm a Star Wars, I'm a Star Wars fan. So are you? Oh, good. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, sorry. Yeah. So
1: I got a I got a brother here because yeah, I was feeling oh, yeah. <laughs> good. I didn't want to be left out on an island there. I'm the only one. Oh, no. nah, I nah, love you, that stuff.
0: You're golden. You're golden. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, talking about leadership, and you know, you uh you hit the hit the nail. Um, what'd you say that? You hit the nail, the nail nail on the head hit the, yeah, you hit it right. Point (laughs) blank. Right. When (laughs) when you want to, when you want to understand something, you got to know it at the foundational level. Right. And I I know for me, it's, uh, you know, football, I wasn't, that wasn't my thing. Um, Mm. I wanted to know about it and I didn't have anybody that can really teach it to me in my household, but I did have an set of encyclopedia. So I learned football at the foundational level so I can be able to understand it and then from there grow. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna ask you like like leadership, what is leadership at the foundational level?
1: Yeah, you know, I I think what I love about that is when I feel in a foundational level, for me, it's what's the simplest form, right? What is the simplest form of whatever we're looking at? And if I look at the simplest form of leadership, it is being the king or queen and then moving into hero where you create kings and queens. And John Maxwell said, you know, leadership is service. And I'd heard that for many years. And I went, leadership is service. Leadership is service. What does that mean? Who am I serving? And when you think about it, if your mission is to make every person on your team better, Not just get them to do the things they need to do in order to make the company move, thrive, create. Not just what getting them to do what they have to do. To me, the leader is getting everyone around you to be the people they need to be. They need to be their own leaders, be their own king, be their own queen, be warriors, be lovers, be heroes and and your job as the leader to guide that to create that around you and when i when i really f- learned that and began practicing that you know life changes everything becomes much more you know everything becomes easier and people feel more empowered and they're more passionate about what they do because you're you're treating them as people you're you're getting them to be everything that they can be rather than do as much as you can get them to do. Can you feel the difference in that? Yeah. Yeah. So what
0: if those, you know, those people that you're, you know, you're trying to get on board and they just, they haven't had that team and experience before and they're, they're (laughs) constantly kind of like, maybe they're the bad apple, but yet they don't, yet they don't know it. How do you influence them to get on the right track?
1: Oh, that's a great question. I've I've had many of them. I've had some troublemakers in my in my past. And, we hey hey, we are
0: <laughs> and I was yeah. One of them.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I was gonna say, you know, I haven't always been the troublemaker, but I've also handled it the complete wrong way. Um, you know, I've handled it coming from kind of the limiting, I'll call it, the limiting end of it, being, you know, trying to uh, do it. Either with, you know, being overly aggressive, getting angry, that's not the right thing to do. And I've also done the other way where you kind of go weak and you're like, oh, well, maybe if I'm just really nice to them and, you know, all of this, it, it'll, it'll work out. I think when it really comes down to it, if you, again, going back to courage, honesty, integrity, if, you, if you're courageous enough and honest enough with them, and, and I've had to be brutally honest with some people who you know, I'm, I'm flashing on a guy right now that worked at a company where I worked and he was, he was bad. He was, a, he was a real troublemaker and he was also a pretty big dude and, and people were afraid of him too. And um, I had to have this conversation with him and, and I sat him down and I, I said, you know what? I can't really kind of tiptoe around this and I can't try to sugarcoat it. I'm just going to sit him down and just tell him, Hey, look, man, what you're doing here is detrimental to the company. And if you don't want to be here, that's great. Don't be here but I can't have you here doing this because here's how it's affecting things. And I have found, and, and again, you and I talked about this in previous conversation that the more direct and honest you are with somebody, the better the result is. And that's really where I try to come from uh, with it when, in all that communication with those people. But you know, the idea is you can either influence them to start rowing the boat with everybody else or you got to throw them overboard. You got to jettison them. Because you can't keep toxic people around for a long time. It, it, it starts to affect everybody else in that they may see that, look, this person is getting away with this. I'm doing all this work. They're doing nothing. Why can they do this? And they're not taking care of it that way. This has to be quick, decisive. That's where the warrior comes in, right? Quick mm-hmm. and decisive and, and take care of the situation. And, you know, on the, on the heart-based side is, is the compassion and just say, this may not be the place for you, right? I can feel you really don't want to be here. Let's get you somewhere else. And if I can help you get there, I'll help you get there, right? So mm-hmm. that really, to me, has been the most effective way to deal with, um, with people that are in there. You've, you've got to be direct and you've got to be, you know, quick about it. You can't let it linger. And like you said, affect and start to rot. Because then, then you have real real issues.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like what you, you know, at the beginning of that you were saying how you don't want to come in angry,
1: mm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. But yet you don't want to come in all soft and mushy. And it's and it's the same principles, right? As a leader at work and at home.
1: Oh yeah. You yeah. know,
0: when you got kids, you know, me and my wife, we have eight. I can't imagine if me and my wife, we was all soft and mushy.
1: <laughs> all <Yeah>. the time <laughs> well first of all they outnumber you yeah they do they do <laughs> you can't show weakness Alex they outnumber you
0: <laughs> they have sniff it out man. but
1: but, but, that, like, but that's <laughs> the thing <laughs> yeah but that's the thing yeah you, you have to and, and you know look when I talk about the warrior and the, and the lover there there is that empowering warrior that I talked about that is you know the adventurer the guardian the maverick the bold courageous you know guy or woman, you know, person. Mm-hmm. But there's the limiting side to it also. I mean, you you know, it can be, you know, bullying, controlling, abusive, over overbearing, um, inconsiderate. All those things fall on that too. The, the trick is to stay on the empowered side of it and be, you know, bold, be courageous, be a leader, be a maverick, an adventurer, an explorer, a guardian, um, a, a, a good steward of the people around you. That's the good side of it. So, yeah, so it is a, um, it is a balancing act, but when you're, when you're aware of it, right. And and you understand, Oh, okay. I have a warrior and I have a lover inside me. That makes me the King or queen. And so I'm going to be deliberate about this. Right. And when you're living by like, you know, courage, honesty, integrity. Okay. Well now I know about it. I'm going to be deliberate about it. And then when you deal with people, especially, and I love that you brought up your family because yeah, this is, this is universal. We're talking about, like I said, Software of the soul doesn't just work at the office in business. This works, family, kids, significant others, um, friendships, parents, all of it, uh, it works with, because again, it's, it's, it speaks to us, but people want to be spoken to. I have found people want to be spoken to directly with respect and a certain degree of compassion. And that does not come across as weak in any way.
0: Mm. Mm, that's good. That's good. So our last conversation, you yeah. know, we talked about that scenario. So I love being able to like, I love case studies and sure. And, uh, and like hearing different stories and so then, you know, you can pull the, you know, the meat from it and then, you know, just break it down to the foundational principles. But we talked sure. about that, that one story or it's, I, I guess scenario when mm-hmm. you communicate. Yeah. Communicating that, Hey, this needs to be done. It's not fair, and and you gave me those (laughs) three three different different scenarios. Sure, we can run through them. Yeah, can we do that?
1: Yeah, we'll run through them because this is great. This is what I, you know, um, I do this a lot with my my clients, and it's one of those things that, again, it's foundational. And so, typically, when we're when we're giving, you know, a direction to someone who's working for us, someone a member of our team. Even if it's a lateral thing, like team members among themselves, um, we have to give instruction or we need to get things done. And there's a right and a wrong way, I have found, because I've done it the wrong way more times than I'd like to admit, but, th- but there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And so I-, I gave you a couple of examples. So here's one example, Alex, if I need you to do something. And it would be, you know, Alex, you know, that project that I gave you, well, I need that on my desk by Monday. That means you're going to have to work over the weekend. But you know what? It's got to get done. And if it's not done by Monday, it's not on my desk. There's going to be big, big problems and I'm going to have to let you go. So get on it. So how does that feel when I give you a direction that way? That
0: yeah, doesn't feel too good. My stomach is in knots right now. And I'm and I'm yeah.
1: thousands of miles away from you, but my stomach yeah. is in knots. <laughs> right. Because yeah. They're, they're, so like, before we get into the explanation, so here's another, another way to do it. And, I, and I've had a lot of people come in, they do it this way. And it's, um, they go, um, Alex, how you doing, bud? Listen, oh, you know, you know, we love you. We love everything that you do here. You're just so awesome, and you do great work, and you did all your, oh, your stuff so fantastic, but you know that thing, that that project that we've got? Well, you know, ah, really, I hate to say this. I hate telling you this, but I need that by Monday, and I know, I know, I know it's going to mean that you've got to work over the weekend, but I ah, know that sucks. It's terrible, but you know, if it doesn't get done by Monday, oh, it's going to be really bad, man. And I'm just going to, I'm going to have to let you go. Sorry. How's that feel? Man, I had a coach like that. <laughs> you know, did you really? <laughs> yeah, I get that one a lot from people. They, oh. they love to do that. Like, oh, I just want to butter them up first. I want to come in. Yeah. I call it the, uh, the Lumberg effect. That's like Lumberg from Office Space, the movie Office Space, where he kept, you know, he was telling me how to work on the weekend. It comes from that, but. Um, So when somebody talks to you that way, how's that feel? Like, what, what does it make you? It still doesn't make me feel at first. I felt good.
0: Mm. He's saying I've got good a job and then I got to do this. And then, and then if I don't get it done and
1: I'm fired, yeah, man, you took me, that was a roller coaster ride. (laughs) Right. And the other thing it does too. and, And what I hear a lot of is when I start telling you, you know, like, you know, blowing smoke or buttering you up and everything it's, your defense mechanisms go up because a lot of people are like, whoa, whoa something's coming, yeah. right? If he's walking in here like that, something's coming and your defenses go up and um, it almost feels patronizing, right? Patronizing to you to have somebody speak to you that way. So that's not another example of how we put people off. That one, I get more, you know, than, than the first one, but that one is, is, I'll tell you a story about that in a minute. But then how about this way? If I came in and said, Hey, Alex, listen, we made a decision. And you know that project you've been working on? We've got to have it by Monday. Now, look, I understand that means you're going to have to work over the weekend. And I get that. And I understand the inconvenience of it. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you any and all resources that you need to get this done. And I, myself... Will be available to you over the weekend. I'm going to give you my mobile number so that you can text or call if you run into anything. We will support you and find you what you need so that we can all ensure this thing gets done by Monday. Because I think you understand the consequences of what happens if we don't get this on Monday. But we have full faith in you. We're going to put everything behind you to make sure you're successful. And uh, do you have any questions for me? How'd that one feel? That one felt good. Right. That one. I
0: felt. I felt supported. Right, like the other two, I felt alone, mm. and I felt kind of, uh, yeah, just off by myself. Right, but then that that made me feel like, like hey, I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. If I get stuck, I have resources. I'm getting this from the top dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna knock this out.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so let me let me explain to you, like, cause you're a fundamentals guy, what what I did there and why that lands on us. The way that it lands and, it, and interestingly enough this goes back to the beginning you know early when I said I let people come in my office and tell me if I'm an asshole mm-hmm. because in my mind one of those first two scenarios I might feel I'm giving it to you the way you want to hear it and you're going no man I feel alone I'm on an island I don't know what's going on that's terrible right mm-hmm. so here's what here's the breakdown uh we'll do a little game film okay <laughs> breakdown of those three give me some, give me some tools, coach. <laughs> So the first one that I did, I was coming from the warrior, right? Listen, this is what needs to be done and blah, blah, blah. But it was the limiting side. It was overbearing. It was, there was no heart behind it, right? Mm -hmm. Now, remember when I said, if you're going to be the king or queen, you got to have the warrior or the lover balanced. So if you leave off that heart at the end of it, it's harsh, right? And that's what that first one was. The second one was I was leading with the heart and then following it at the end with the warrior. So it's out of order because leading with the warrior coming in with the uh, the lover with the heart is the natural way that things occur. Okay. Warrior lover. If you look at the myths, you go back to Joseph Campbell, you go to the stories. It is the warrior gets tapped into first. Everything, you know, you have to break ground in order to build a beautiful building. So the warrior is the one that breaks the ground. And then the building gets built. That's the heart, the lover, all that beauty and, you know, the design and everything that goes into it. Mm. If you think about nature, like imagine a seed. If you've ever walked, you know, on a sidewalk and you've seen a crack in the sidewalk and there's grass poking up out of the sidewalk, mm-hmm. well, it had to tap into warrior first to break through the concrete, and then the lover, the heart is what makes the plant grow and flourish once it's outside. Same thing with a bird breaking free of its shell. It's got to tap into the warrior to break free of its shell, and then it can grow and flourish as as a bird. So that's what the third example was. Mm. I led with that warrior and followed with the heart, the lover. So the beginning part was We've made a decision, right? Decision is that warrior part. This is what has to happen. I'm being very direct and simple with you, treating you yourself as your own king. And this is the decision. Now we have full faith in you. We appreciate what you do. We're going to make sure you have all the resources. We're going to support you. That's the heart side, the lover side. Mm-hmm. All right? And then I went back into warrior again and just said, You understand the consequences if we don't, and then went back into the heart, but we have full faith in you. We believe in you and we're here. So as long as you lead with the warrior side, direct, honest, courageous, no bullshit, just, you know, leading with that, Mm -hmm. support it. Always, always, always support it with the heart, the understanding, the belief, the appreciation, support, whatever we have for you, you'll be golden. You'll be fine. Okay. So that's the breakdown of that. We're just following what's going on in nature. We're following what, what Joseph Campbell found in, in the hero's journey and in myths, what I call the software of our soul. And when you deliver it to someone like that, it's speaking to their soul. That's why it lands so much better on you, even though it's, you know, it's a pretty, you know, I want to say forceful. What would be the word, Alex? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a serious direction I'm giving you. We need this thing by Monday or else. But that way, when you do it, there's that respect, that support, that appreciation, and we can all move forward together. Mm, Yeah. Oh man, that's good.
0: Tell me, (laughs) uh, tell me a bit, uh, a little bit about your book. Does it have those tools?
1: in it? No, that, that book was different. That was on relationships. That was a book that was done a while back, but oh, I, have, oh, let's go. I have upcoming books that are going, that are, that are going to have, that's going to be broken down in it. All those tools, all of that stuff will be broken down in it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. But the relationship side, I mean, think about it. So let's, you know, if you want to talk about that a little absolutely, bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, because relationships are so important. I mean, not just in business, but in our life, if we're not having a great relationship at home, work life is going to suffer right? And vice versa. You know, if you're, you know, you can be not having a great time at work and your home life is going to suffer. So relationships are so important. Um, And I think we need to really uh, create the best relationships that we can. And that's again, why if we're operating from king and queen, you as a married man, your wife is your queen, man. I mean, if you are respecting her and treating her that way, and you guys speak to each other in the way that I just kind of laid out, speaking to your kids in the way that I just laid out, it's going to strengthen that relationship, right? Mm Because you have an honesty with each other. You have an integrity with each other. You have a mutual respect, caring, and compassion with each other. And it's shown in every time you communicate together. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's like, man, that's, I'm always, um, I know like, habits and how important they are because they gave me success in different environments. And so I made it a habit for me is, you know, how I grew up. My dad was a drill sergeant. You know, he was from that era mm-hmm. where there wasn't a whole bunch of, hey, son, I love you. Right. Not, not a whole bunch of hugs and stuff like that. Now I so you
1: got he- the warrior without the lover in the heart. Look at that. From your dad. Right. That's it. Yeah. I mean, basically that's all it was. You got pure warrior and you were craving that other side, that balance.
0: Mm, see him yeah. as King. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. That's good. I never thought of it like that, but yeah, you're right. But uh, you know, I got that even though I knew he loved me because of his mm. actions and other ways, but I made it a point not to say like, hey, I'm not, I'm not going to be like my dad. No, it has to be something more. Mm. This has to be like, okay, I saw my dad and how I was raised. I don't want to be in that world in terms of not telling my kids that I love them. So how do I flip the script? Well, I practice it every time, every day. Every time they talk with me, they leave me. We hang up the phone. Hey, son, I love you. Daughter, I love you. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? I make sure every time we we disconnect from anything, going mm-hmm. to bed, I love you. Yeah. Give a kiss. I'm I want that there's not a question, sure, <laughs> that hey, sure. This relationship, I want you to know that I care about you, I love you.
1: And that's beautiful, man. So, beautiful, and you know, we just talked about your dad coming from the warrior and not showing the the lover, the heart side. Mm. Now let's flip it the other way and say, what happens if you as a father came solely from the heart lover side and never showed warrior? What would that do? Mm. It's a sign of weakness, right? They start to lose respect. They feel they can push you around, dad's soft. And again, this is why that balance is so important. And why leading is, hey, I'm the dad, I'm the father, I'm the authority figure. I am, you know, I am your guardian. I am here for you, but I love you and I appreciate you and I support you. Now they've got it in that order, right? Hmm. Dad's the warrior and he's got that heart. Dad's Hmm. the king, right? It's how our our teams see us as leaders. If we lead in business, just from pure warrior. And, you know, I've listened, I've worked for people who literally have said to me, Hey, listen, we're paying you. That should be enough, right? You get a check every week. You don't need me to tell you you're doing a good job. You don't need me to be nice to you. I'm giving you a check every week. And I'm like, all right, what? I don't feel, you know, that's, that's only one little minor, you know, they've done all these studies. You've seen them where, you know, money isn't the only motivator for people. It's actually pretty far down the list of things mm-hmm. people want in a company. You know, they want acknowledgement and appreciation and, and, and those kind of things. And so that's why coming in with this balance is so important as a leader. Lead, be that authority figure, be courageous, be you know honest, integrity, be respected, but have that heart side. You got to have it. Like you just exp- like you just said with your dad. Got to mm-hmm. have that side. And then you yeah. get seen as this whole complete. And that's when you get people to follow you as a leader. Absolutely. And and
0: and just because my dad was in that position, right? Because mm-hmm. you have positional leadership, and you have you also have relational leadership. Well, he was in that position, but we didn't have a relationship, so or that strong of a relationship where I can call him and be like, "Hey, pops, I'm having a I'm having a tough time, you know, in in school, you know, with this relationship, you know, I'm, I'm not." you know, I don't, um, I'm not feeling uh, comfortable or confident. I didn't, he was the last one on my list of people to call, Right. you know, so just because he was in the position of leadership, it's a big thing to be able to have those relationships that you can be able to call on. Exactly. Because like I said, that if my dad would have told me to run through a brick wall, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done it. Even though he's my dad and he's in a position of authority, I wouldn't have done it. Now, if he would have had, if we would have had that close, tight knit relationship, like some of the coaches that I've had, right, I would run through a brick wall for them.
1: Right. Now let's talk about those coaches for a second, because I guarantee you they had, they were an authority figure. Number one, they had firm warrior, right? They were in their warrior. They'd made it there, but they had that side you were looking for, right? As the coach, they had that heart, that compassion for you, that, that passion for the game and passion for instilling in the in you and getting you to be your best. So and they and
0: they had knowledge that they was willing to share. <clears throat> they had knowledge. Yes. They knew how to communicate.
1: Yes. Yes. And you know wisdom comes from the lover. Mm-hmm. Which was one of those things that I found to be fascinating when I was doing this, you know, kind of looking into all of this. I, I thought wisdom would be a warrior trait. It's not, it's a, it's a lover heart trait. Mm-hmm. So when you have someone who is skilled and, and you know can do all these things and is is a true warrior and they can pass on the wisdom, well that, that's a king and a hero right there, king, queen, and hero right there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Because that, yeah, like you said, you want to get that, that, that from these people that are around you makes a great leader, makes a great mentor, makes a great coach, makes a great teacher, all of those things have to have that in balance. Yeah. Yeah. I like that,
0: man. That's good stuff, Eric, man. I can talk to you forever, man. Hey, yeah, man.
1: To- listen, I got nothing going on tonight. We can just keep going
0: <laughs> I to make this a two part series, man. Um, <laughs> sure. I'd love yeah, it. So, Hey, can you tell my listeners how they can get a, a hold of you, man? How can they get more yeah. of, of you?
1: Yeah. And well, they a can go, and
0: all that good stuff. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Go to, um, you know, it's ericrogel.com. So it's E R I C R O G E L L.com is my site. You get some stuff in there. Um, you can also get me on LinkedIn. I love when people get me on LinkedIn. Um, it's, okay. it's great. We can actually have a conversation. Um, I have, and you know what I might do? Uh, I'm going to get this done. Uh, let me see. Alex, if I can get this done, but I have a, a, okay. a giveaway. A, I mean, giveaway like a download that has all the warrior traits, all the lover heart traits, how to put them together, how to structure this stuff as a leader, and I can get that to you so we can get it to your listeners and they can have it. It's very simple. It's a couple pages because that's really all it takes. Like we said, fundamentals should be simple and easy to remember. Mm, right? so,
0: and I'm gonna have all your stuff on the on the show notes. So okay, when, good. There, yeah.
1: Good, good, good. So we'll do it that way. But that yeah, that's the best way to get a hold of me. Get just go to my website and um and also just go, you know, hit me up on LinkedIn. I love meeting people and and connecting and hearing what you're doing and and you know what you're bumping up against in, in your business and all that other kind of good stuff. And, and I'm happy to help any way I can.
0: Love it. So your podcast, can you yeah quickly tell you know my listeners about your podcast and, yeah they're gonna hear know, all about I, I it we're gonna to, be a guest on. yeah <laughs> let's go let's go For
1: sure you know if you're coming you're recording with me next week <laughs> so um the, the the title of the podcast is Eric Rogel talks with warriors lovers kings and heroes and I interview men like yourself who are accomplished men great men have achieved incredible things and they're men that, you know, they're, they're athletes and entrepreneurs and regular guys and military veterans and musicians and, you know, all walks of life. And their and success could have come in anything. They could be a successful father. They could be a successful author, a successful um, entrepreneur. It doesn't matter. But the, the, the real, real interesting part of the show is I want to get into your story. I want to know how did you become the man you are today? And I interview only men for the show because it came from my own personal experience. You know, like I mentioned earlier, being raised like a veal and going on this journey (laughs) and looking for mentors and, and in looking for mentors, you know, uh, you and I have had this conversation. We talked about, you know, a lot of the stuff that was going on the past several years with like Me Too movement, toxic masculinity, and this whole thing about manhood, manliness. What does it mean? What is masculinity? And. You know, I, I agree there, there are some, there are some bad men out there I mean, just, there are, but it's not the majority of them. It's a very slim minority that are. And I wanted to look for the men who are great men, who are great mentors, great role models, men that I could learn from. And I wanted to showcase their story about mm-hmm. how they became who they are, how, you know, the challenges they went through, the failures they had, all the good juicy stuff that we usually don't hear And that we don't tell when we tell our stories. And I wanted to get back to this this kind of tradition of men telling other men their full, real, raw stories. How they got to where they are so we can all learn from that. And and women that are are listening, I invite you to come listen. I have about, I would say, 40% of my listenership on the show is women. uh, Because they are just great stories. They're universal stories of, of how we become who we are and our own hero's journey. So yeah, that's the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to having you on there and, uh, and hearing your story, Alex. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Eric, man. Hey, thank you so much for being a guest on a, on a shark effect, you know, where we, we kind of uncover the qualities of high performers and you are definitely a high performer. I can't wait to have you on again.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm open, man. Just it was it was great. I had a blast and, and yeah, and I'd absolutely love to come back and do it again.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shark Effect Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at TheSharkEffect.com. Thanks for listening. It's here, finally. My book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon and the uh, paper paperback version, or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in, intentionally created for it's for those who are looking to transition, whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever. If you're looking to transition into something different, this book can help you. I break it down. I lay down the foundation of who you want to be. I have a chapter in there. That breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence, and you gotta understand these ten influencers that can help you with decision making, that can help you with influencing others, and how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment alignment and adjustment, um, recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter, developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that, that resonate with athletes, but I think overall, this book can help. Anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon: The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement.